Welcome to Master Your Money, the podcast that teaches you how to take control of your hard-earned money all while living your best life. I am your host, Elizabeth Heise, Chief Marketing Officer at the Barnum Financial Group. I once felt powerless when it came to managing my finances and my attitude follows suit until one day I changed my mindset, built up my knowledge, and put myself back into a financial position of power. And I started this podcast to provide you with the same education and advice that I received on my journey. Now, I want to help you master your money. Hello, Master Your Money listeners. I am here with Jeremy Huss. Jeremy is the Vice President of Financial Planning here at Barnum Financial Group. Jeremy has been with our firm for over 15 years, the majority of those years in a financial planning capacity. And folks, when I tell you that Jeremy is one of the smartest people in the room, I mean it. He has over four uh, certifications. So he is a very, very well-credentialed and well-educated specialist. Jeremy focuses all of his time and attention on financial planning. So he works with both advisors and clients to help build and maintain financial plans. And financial planning is why we are here today. Today, we are going to talk about the entire financial planning process. We are going to define what it is. We're going to learn about why people don't plan as much as they should. And Jeremy is going to be our expert all along the way. So Jeremy, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me. So, so thrilled to have you here. This is an area that I don't think we talk too, too much about, or we need to talk more and more about it to educate people, but I'm really excited to learn myself. So I've been dying for this episode. So I'm so thrilled to have you. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited as well. Good, good. <laughs> um, so let's jump right in. First, I'm interested to share with everybody you and your role at the firm and how you help people with financial planning. Sure. I mean, I guess a little bit about my background. So I've been here now 18 years, which oh is a gosh. scary, a scary oh number to say. Um, so I really started off as a financial advisor, um, just learning, kind of working with friends and family, because that's what you did at yeah. the time. I probably started off a little bit more transactional than, than I wanted to. So it really wasn't a good fit for me initially. And then transitioned to uh, what we called at that time, our case design unit, really just working on data entry on financial plans. So that's really where I got a broader scope of the industry and really got excited and passionate about financial planning. Worked my way up, got my designations and things like that. Uh, then was overseeing the team from a financial planning perspective. So really helping clients and advisors create customized solutions to help clients achieve their goals. And now I'm really evolving my career even more and, and really focusing on being an advocate in the industry uh, and coaching advisors and really helping yes. them integrate financial planning into their practice. So it's a really exciting time. It's been a great, great journey. Yes, I love that. So in your 18 years, you've always been working with clients in some sort of capacity to help them build their yeah. financial plan. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. You've stayed and I've, I've known Jeremy for those 18 years. We've kind of grew up at this firm together yeah, and yeah. I've watched you evolve in that space. Um, and it's been really exciting to watch. Yeah, you and got me beat by a couple of years, but yeah. Just a couple, <laughs> just a couple. But it's been really exciting to, to watch and see you grow and see the amount of clients and advisors that you are helping to build their financial future. That's really great. So congrats on all your amazing oh, thank work. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
I want to start though with a really basic question of what, you know, what is a financial plan? Yeah, I think that's a great question and kind of the, you know, the basics of kind of what we're talking about here today. I think, and also in that definition, I'll talk about the distinction between a financial plan, a thing yes. and financial planning yes. and ongoing action. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think those are, it's a really important distinction. I think they get used interchangeably. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, you know, I would define a financial plan as a simply a set of actions that you need to take to help you achieve your financial goals. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really look at that as a snapshot in time. Okay. Financial planning is really the ongoing process of assessing and implementing financial strategies to achieve your goals in line with your values. And I think that's a really critical piece to make sure that your goals and, and the things that you're trying to accomplish are aligned with what's important to you, oh, what's what's that. meaningful to you. Yep, I love that. And a lot of people, I would imagine, Jeremy, that you work with don't make that connection between money and their values and, and how their values really probably determine how they plan, how they spend their money and really how that shapes their future. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, I think I just had a conversation with a client yesterday and we were talking, it was an introductory conversation and really that whole meeting is around goals. What's important to you. Right. Mm -hmm. And we talked about, oh, they want to retire in a few years. They want to send their kids to college. So I started to peel that back a little bit. So tell me about sending your kids to college. What does that, what does that look like for you? Do you want to fully fund it? Um, and then I asked them the question, if you had to prioritize delaying retirement by three, five years to send your kids to, to fully fund your children's education, which one would you prioritize? And they said, well, I would delay. But that's a very personal sure. conversation, right? That's in line with their values. What's their priority? Yeah. And there's some people that say unlimited resources. Well, I still want my kids to have skin in the game, right? So those mm -hmm. are those goals and those strategies are going to look very different yes. for those different types of clients. Yes, it's right? all about how you value your future and how you value the money that the wealth that you're building. Exactly right. Exactly right. Jeremy, when I was prepping for this, when I was reading up, um, I read a lot about how um, only like a quarter of the American population has a plan, but even less has a, has a written plan. Does that go back to what you were saying, you know, uh, that some people have maybe a plan in their head versus having a, a written plan, a thing versus some people who are actually going through the ongoing motions of, of a plan. Yeah. I think there's probably a spectrum there, right? It's yeah. a plan. Well, I got some ideas in my head and I think yes. I'm doing some things to achieve those goals. Right. So I think that that's a little bit fuzzy, uh, a written plan. So, okay, I did one snapshot in time and I have, okay, that's your, getting a little bit more defined and then the ultimate being, okay, this is something I'm reviewing and, and updating on an ongoing basis as my life change, as the economy yes. changes, as my values change, right? People's values change over time too. So we want to make sure. So I think that's kind of the progression. So I think there, there's definitely a spectrum there um, and people kind of ebb and flow out of that spectrum as well. Right. So yes. I think, uh, you know, obviously, and I'm a little bit biased, right. But yeah. I think obviously keeping that engaged and updated on an ongoing basis, I think that's how you're going to have the most financial success. And I'm excited to talk about that. I have, I want I want to pivot for a second, but I want to come back to that. But can you tell us what does a financial plan consist of? What does this, this thing and this yeah. action actually consist of? Yeah. So I think that's a good question. I think there's probably two components too. I think it's what's the process that you're walking through to get to the plan, right? To get to that, to get to those action items. And then I think the second component is what are the things that kind of go into that? What are the things that we're evaluating, creating strategies around? So from a process standpoint, I think it really starts with assessing your goals, like we just talked about, right? I think that's, for me, that's the most critical piece when working with clients, like what's important to you? What are your values? 
And let's dive a little bit deeper to see what that looks like. And then looking at, okay, where are you today? If you're working with an advisor, you're going to need to gather some information. So we kind of need some, you know, basics snapshot of where you are today. So assets to your investments, your properties, whatever that is, liabilities, mortgages, student loans, um, your income, your, your expenses, what are you spending on a regular basis? Um, what insurance policies do you have in place? Do you have estate planning documents in place? So I think kind of getting the stuff yeah. um, and then doing some sort of analysis, right? So looking at, okay, you said you want to, to achieve X, you're here. Are you on track to meet those goals or there's some sort of shortfalls? And then really starting to develop strategies to achieve those goals. And again, I always say financial planning, we live in a world of gray. There's very few things that are clear cut. You should always do this. You should never do yes. this. So it's really about trade-offs and about preferences. Very so, personal. So a good advisor should really educate you on those trade-offs, on those preferences to yes. really put you in the driver's seat as a client to make a smart and informed financial decision. And then it's, okay, we went through all this analysis. We went through all these potential strategies. Here's what you need to do. Here's that action plan okay. to make sure you're on solid footing. And then, okay, what's the ongoing service to make sure that we're achieving those goals over time? So I think that's the process component. If we think about kind of the areas, what's the scope of the work that we're doing from yeah. our financial planning perspective, the terms financial position, I really think about, about cash flow. So what are you spending? What are you saving? Uh, what's coming into the household? Uh, thinking about, are you being smart with your debt? So should we refinance that mortgage? Obviously, probably not now with, with where interest <laughs> rates are now, but <laughs> yeah, you never know kind of where, what you have from an interest rate from a mortgage perspective. Student loans, credit cards, okay, how are we managing the debt that we have? Uh, and then looking at risk management, so really around insurances, so life insurance, disability, your auto and home coverage, do you have umbrella policies? Like, do you have the right amount of coverage for those what ifs in life? Mm -hmm. uh, looking at investment planning, are you taking the right amount of risk? given your tolerance and giving your time horizon. Think about tax planning or things that we can do. And that's always a hot button for, for people that people never want to pay too much for taxes, <laughs> right? So, um, but what are some things that we can do? Not only looking at taxes today, but how do we reduce taxes over time? And then I would say lastly, estate planning. So when, you, when you're no longer here and there's assets left behind, how do you want those assets to transfer? Who do you want them to transfer to? Uh, and kind of working through those those different areas. That's a lot. It is a lot. That's, <laughs> yeah, a lot. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. great. Yeah. I don't think people realize how much you do have to think about as your life evolves. I would add to that too. It doesn't, from a planning perspective, it's not necessarily we have to hit on every single one right. of those every single year, right? What's most relevant to you now, right. let's make sure we hit those key areas and then it evolves over time, right? So I'm, I'm very much focused on, let's not make this an overwhelming process, right? Some people make the analogy, financial planning is like going to the dentist and, yep. and nothing against dentists. Everyone yeah. wants clean teeth, but yeah. people typically, when they think about the dentist, they don't get excited about going. Yes. Um, so I'm very much focused how, how do you make the process easy for clients, engaging for, pro for clients and making sure that we're hitting on the key areas that are most relevant for them. Yes. I think that's important. When I sit here and I listen to that, right, you, you, you ask, you talk about goals, which I think is such an exciting thing to talk about. I don't know if I'm alone in that, but I love goal setting. I love goal planning and adding your values into that. Right. Then you're, you're talking about, okay, where are you today? And then where do you want to be right. and, and figuring out strategies, how to get there. I love helping with that performance gap. And then when you talk about everything a financial plan consists of, you mentioned your spending, your savings, your debt, your risk management, your investment plan, tax planning and estate planning. To me, this makes so much sense. It, I'm interested to know from your perspective, why don't more people put a plan in place? 
I get the feeling that people are a little bit resistant to this. Yeah, I think you can probably peel back. There's probably different areas that are a little sure. bit that create yeah. barriers to entry for clients. I mean, I think the first one, it's you start to think about it, it's overwhelming, right? There's yeah. just, number one, where do I start? Um, there's so much, I'll call it noise, financial noise out yes. there. There's just so many differing opinions. So trying to find a get, you know, trying to, who's the person that I should work with and, and where do I start? I think that's probably one of the biggest things. I think too, some people don't like to talk about their finances. I mean, sometimes it's just an uncomfortable topic. Um, so thinking about, you know, do I really, do I feel comfortable about discussing with someone? Do I feel safe talking to someone about yeah. my finances? Yeah, I feel like course. maybe I'm doing things that I shouldn't be doing. Right. And so I think that that creates a, a potential barrier, barrier to entry as well. And again, I think just where do you get the right information and then how do you stick to it? Right? Mm -hmm. How do you make sure, OK, I've done this assessment. What's the commit the ongoing commitment? How yeah. what's the ongoing accountability to making sure that I'm I'm doing those things? So I think finances are always on people's mind. Um, sometimes it's not the number one priority and, that, you know, life gets in the way, too. Right. So yeah. I, I think there's. I think there's a, quite a few areas that prevent people from from really engaging in that process. Yeah. One area I read was, especially now, is uh, some clients feel like um, life could be so uncertain. You mm -hmm. know, why bother? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good one, right? I think it's, well, I don't know what the future holds. Um, so why even do this, right? Of course. So I think Dr. Fauci was talking about this early on the pandemic. And it's a quote that really resonated with me, but it's, you know, all models are wrong, but some are useful. Mm -hmm. And you think about that in the context of mm -hmm. planning, it just, it, it's exactly what we do, right? I'm projecting a model mm -hmm. 50 years out in the future. I can guarantee with hundred percent certainty that model is not going to be a real mm -hmm. life, but how do we use the model to make smart financial decisions now help evaluate some of those potential risks in your financial plan and making sure we're addressing those and then evolving it over time. Sure. And I think half that battle is, uh, you know, the old saying of knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. So just helping clients with the knowledge of do you do you know where you want to go mm -hmm. and do you know where you are today? Right. Do you know where every dollar is spent in your life? And are you OK with that? Right. And is that serving you? Right. So I think that um, provides a lot of knowledge and that will help with maybe that uncertainty. Because right. at least you're certain about that. Right. And then you can move forward with, um, you know, with, with whatever, how life and the markets and, and your goals unfold. Right. right. And I think being in line, you want to live in line with your values. Right. So I think, you know, you kind of you lit up when I started talking about goals. And mm -hmm. I think that's very you know personal to me as well as. You want to let's really dig deep what's important to you and you want to make sure your money is in line with with what's important to you. Right? Sure. So how do we do that over time? Sure. Jeremy, there's something I hear very often and a lot of people think and it could be some of that financial noise. But a lot of people think, well, I don't have enough money for a financial plan mm -hmm. or when I have X dollars, I'll put a plan in place. When I make X amount of money, when I have X net worth, I'll put a financial plan in place. What's mm -hmm. your perspective there from from 18 years working? Yeah, in this, yeah, in this space. definitely get that from clients sometimes <laughs> or potential clients is like, well, I'm, I'm not ready for it yet. And for just the 18 years of experience, I've never had a client say, well, I, I wish I started planning later. Like I started planning too early. Like oh, that just, that's right? <laughs> it just, yes. it oh, just that's doesn't great. happen. Right. Yes. So I think starting somewhere and getting a, an assessment again, if your life's simpler, OK, the, your goals and strategies might be a little bit simpler, but I think the more that you can create those strategies and implement those strategies and really get in the habit of doing those things, I think you're going to have much more financial success. So I think the earlier you can start, the better. Now, again, that might look different for different people, um, but I think getting in the habit of 
doing the assessment, mm-hmm. uh, really spending some time thinking about your goals and what are some basic strategies that I can do to put in place to help me achieve those goals and evolve that over time. I, I think they're going to be like years ahead of, yeah. of people who don't do that. I, I love that, that you're right. There's probably nobody who said, oh, Jeremy, I regret doing this. <laughs> right, I never. just regret it starting. It's, <laughs> right. it's like yeah. me with the gym. I never want to go work out, but I never feel bad. Afterwards. Right. Exactly right. So yeah. that's great. That's yeah. a great point. Jeremy, how does or how can having a financial plan or financial planning impact your savings and impact your long term goals? Yeah, I think it it gives you clarity, number one, as far as and it gives you a reason why. Like, am I just throwing money into my 401k because that's what I'm supposed to do? Or no, I know by doing this, it's going to help me live the retirement that I want to live. I'm going to be able to have my send my kids to to college. I'm going to be able to bring my kids on on trips and, and things mm-hmm. like that and live a worry-free retirement. Like if it's tied to a why, you're just more likely to take action on it. So yeah. I think that's the really critical piece is just understanding the strategies, the things that you're doing from a behavioral standpoint day to day. How does that impact your long-term goals and, and, and making sure again, you're living in line with your values. I think that's a critical piece. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if there's a correlation between people who have a financial plan and people who don't, if they do save more or if they are more apt to hit their financial goals over a long period of time. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could make up a stat on that right yeah. now, because I'm sure that'd be, I'm sure there's some financial data yes. out there that would, that bears that for out. Sure. I mean, I would just say in practical terms, you know, anecdotally from doing this for 18 years, Certainly people that are engaged in the process and update this year over year, they're much more likely to achieve their goals. I mean, I think you start with, you know, basic fundamentals of how do you achieve a goal? The first one is write it down. Right. And then, and then two, do I have an accountability partner to make sure I'm actually achieving those things? So you made the analogy for the gym. I think it really resonates with with planning as well. Did I, okay. Did I write out with January 1st, what is my goal for going to the gym? And then you're much more like, uh, do I have a buddy, a gym, a gym buddy that's going to meet me there and hold me accountable to do those things? They're going to be more, much more likely to to achieve those to goals. To achieve those goals, that's great. Well, speaking of speaking of buddy, let's transition to you know um, how you work with fin- financial advisors as well. Why should somebody work with a financial advisor to help build their plan and then help with their future planning? Yeah, I think that's a critical piece, right? I think there's two parts why an advisor would be beneficial. Number one, they have the experience of so working with the right advisor. They're going to have the experience to kind of distill the noise, right? There's so much financial noise. So how do we boil that down to things that are relevant for you and and be able to assess the pros and cons of a particular strategy? Mm. And really, again, as a client, giving you the information to make a smart and informed financial decision. So I think that's a key point one. The second one being what I just mentioned, that accountability partner, right? Do you have someone in your corner advocating for you and making sure, hey, you said you wanted to do X to achieve Y, we need to make, we're falling a little bit behind. Let's make sure that we, we pick it up so we can still, we're still on track to achieve that, that goal. So I think those are probably the big, biggest two components of, of why engaging a financial advisor. Is this something that people can do on their own? Or, I mean, I, I know, I know that we, people should work with a planner, mm-hmm. but is it something that you really can attempt on your own? Yeah, I think, I mean, like anything, right? I mean, I can read enough books and get enough information sure. and start to do it. Right. I think it's, starting to think about, well, what, what should I be, what information should I be looking into? What are the reliable resources that I can review to make sure I'm getting the right information? Yeah. And then what does that assessment look like? Right. There's always some sort of analysis from a financial planning perspective. So what tools am I using to, I model out 40 years in the future, I'm saving $10,000 a year. 
what does that mean for my retirement? So I think you need some tools. And then again, that, uh, that ongoing accountability piece, but I think there's certainly components that people can do on their own mm-hmm. and, be, and, yeah, and right. be successful doing it. I think it's, it's a big time commitment, right. Sure. To be able to kind of get a whole wealth of knowledge, to be able to, again, disseminate the noise and making sure this is right for me. And then making sure that I'm uh, again, a, a revisiting and assessing over time. I think that's important. Well, I think what you said too, let's go back to what you said about how an advisor could help you with those trade-offs. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people don't love to look at trade-offs when mm-hmm. you're talking about goals and making decisions. That's right. what I see a lot in my world. People right. do not want to think about what you have to give up, right? When you say yes to one thing, you say no to another. Right. When you put your money here, you can't put your money there. So there's always a trade-off. And I think that's where a financial advisor could come in to help you. I mean, I think they could come in a lot of places, but one in particular is this area to say, okay, we'll just, you know, remember it's this or that, or how this decision may impact that decision. Exactly. Right. And again, I think they filter through mm-hmm. all that. What's most relevant for each yes. now. So I think they can just streamline that, that entire process yes. for, for clients. Absolutely. Yes. And it could be something that's a little lonely. You know, I think in, in my, in my world in marketing, a lot of people feel like they're the only one, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I'm the only one that doesn't have a plan. I'm the yeah. only one who may not be saving enough. I'm the only one who's not on track for retirement. So I think a financial advisor, um, you know, has that experience to kind of give people a little sense of calm to say it's okay. Yes. Wherever you are now is okay. Let's just get started. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely hear that. Like, yeah, I think there's. I think there's some shame sometimes people yeah. bring to the table as far as, well, I should have been doing this. I should have been doing yeah. this. And I can guarantee you, I, you know, I've heard it all at yes. this point in, yes. in you know, 18 years doing it. So I think, you know, being comfortable having those conversations, I promise you are, you are not alone. Any financial uh, issue that you're in, that you think you're, that you're in right now, you are not the only person going through it. So I think it's just kind of understanding that and being comfortable. And I get that it, that it's difficult, um, but it starts, that's where it starts that's is it just, starts. Hey, I know that I need to achieve this goal, I need the time starts now to, to start to work on on achieving that and, and working with someone that you're comfortable with. And I think that's an important, yeah. important piece as well. As you work with clients, um, do you find that people really do know what their goals are or do you even have to help? You know, maybe they know they want to send their kids to school, but they don't know what what type of school. And to your point, do you want it funded? Do you want to fully, you know, fully funded or, mm-hmm. or are you expecting them to take out loans? How do those kinds of conversations go? Yeah, that most people don't have clearly defined goals. So mm-hmm. I, again, first meeting, typically what I do with clients and how I teach advisors, it's, it's really all focused around goals and, and understanding. Most people say, oh, I have the same goals as everyone else. Yes. Right. And you start, yes. to, you start to feel that back. I'm like, no, your, your goals are very much customized to yes. you. I mean, a lot of people say, I want to retire. I want to be worry free. Yes. Okay. But what does that look like for you? Are you spending time with your kids and they live in different parts of the country? Yes. Do you want to travel the world? Do you want to take a cruise around yes. the world? You know, what, whatever. What Again, do you like? want to buy a second home? You want a lake house or a house on the mountain? I mean, those are all very specific to, to individuals. So I definitely spend a lot of time kind of just let's peel back that onion a little bit and making sure we fully understand what's important to you. And again, that's not set in stone that yes. I can promise you that will evolve yes. over time. But again, it's spending a lot of time just kind of understanding what's important to the clients now, I think is, is a critical piece. And then what you just mentioned, the prioritization. All right. Well, we got we got college, we got mm-hmm. retirement, we got that second home. Mm-hmm. We want to travel the world. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, there's only limited resources. So how do we want to prioritize those? And if we can only achieve two of the three, 
which ones are you picking or are we scaling back some of the other ones? Right. Yeah. So I think working through that process is, is incredibly, incredibly powerful for clients. And uh, again, something that we get, we revisit and sure. because it, it definitely changes over time. I'm sure exciting conversations and ex exciting decisions, but I can really respect how it could be overwhelming. I was talking to a friend of mine who was saying um, she just met with her planner and she has down to the day and the year yep. that, that she can retire. And yep. she's like, and I'm, and I'm loving it, but it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good to know that I, I am on a track. I'm on a plan. Yeah, absolutely. It makes you feel engaged as yes. far as, okay, like, all right, there's light at the end of the yes. tunnel. And uh, I know exactly what I'm working for and why. Yes. So I think exactly and every decision, every sacrifice, every time you put money into your investments account, and maybe instead of going on a vacation, yeah. um, you're making a good decision for your future. Right. That's exactly. exciting. We know from, again, your first statement that a financial plan is not one and done, mm -hmm. that it's it's one snapshot in time. It's one thing. So talk to us about why it needs to be renewed every year and what that what does that renewal process look like? You know, what, what does that look like between a client and an advisor? Yeah, like I mentioned before, I mean, I think it's it's your life's evolving. The economy's changing. Tax laws change. We want to make sure we're updating uh, along with yeah. you. So you really should be updating the plan. Uh, I, I recommend annually. I think it's just kind of a good cadence for for doing that. I guess, again, what the idea of reviewing on an annual basis is we can catch things quicker then if we over renewing or we're updating five years, every five years, every 10 years, whatever it is, we can make small fine tuning adjustments along the way rather than having to make these big drastic changes mm -hmm. five years from now. So I always say, you know, we're in Connecticut. We mm -hmm. want to go west to California. All right. Let's make sure we're going west and mm -hmm. not north. Right. Mm -hmm. That's kind of year one. And then over time, we'll kind of refine those coordinates to make sure we're exact going exactly where we're going. But we don't want to. Hey, we hit a we hit some turbulence and we got thrown off course. And we were going north for, sure. for five years and we didn't realize it, right? So I think kind of making sure that we're updating that, recalibrating on an annual basis, I think is how we can be most impactful for clients and how ultimately you can make sure that, again, those small tweaks along the way are easier than, oh, yes. I got to make this big drastic change now, yes. right? So yes. how do we start to change behavior and make those small tweaks, I think are important. And I think of it uh, very in a preventative way, right? Just how you go get your annual physical, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't wait, you know, five years to go to a doctor until you're feeling pain. So right. I think about it like that, right? Just, just going and seeing your financial advisor every year, just checking in and hopefully the tweaks at that point are minor right. versus making major changes that, that may have a, a bigger impact on your spending or a bigger impact on how you live your daily life. Yeah. I make the analogy with the getting your annual phys physical all the time, because I think it's an important one. So again, you want to go and get your annual physical to make sure, okay, what are some tweaks? Do I need to tweak a medication? Do I need to tweak mm -hmm. my exercise? Mm -hmm. You're not going to the doctor next year being like, well, I better get cancer this yes. year to make it worthwhile to go to the doctor. Yes. Like that's just like ludicrous. Yes. Right. So I think yes, it's the same right. thing with that's financial planning is again, let's just make sure we're still on track. What are the tweaks that we need to make to make sure that we're still on track and hey, nothing went haywire over the past year. And I mean, I'm still on solid footing to achieve all the things that I want to achieve financially. Do you find in your experience, do most people keep up with, keep up with their plans? Um, I, I probably a mixed bag. Yeah. Um, I mean, certainly I, I, again, a little bit biased, but I think the mm -hmm. clients that I work with and the advisors that I work with, I, I can understand the importance of, of updating that financial plan annually. Um, but it's again, I mean, the industry is evolving from a financial planning perspective and kind of what, mm -hmm. you know, defining what planning is. So there's definitely some advisors that I meet are, you know, it's a one and done or it's one every 10 years. 
Um, so again, I think there's some education there and I think there's an opportunity to make sure that it's, you know, it is revisited on an ongoing basis because I, I think it is critically important to make sure it's revisited. It, one and done is ridiculous. Again, I think it's, you have a model that's 50 years out in the future. Sure. Like that's just not, like I said before, that's just not reality. Um, so I think it's really the, going back to my original statement, it's really the ongoing process yeah. that that's the critical piece. And maybe whatever ongoing means to the team, right? Sure. To the client, to the right. advisor and to you, you all come up with a cadence that's appropriate right. at the time. Right. And, and revisit accordingly. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, those might be different. All right. We yes. don't, uh, we're not, mis we're not, we don't need to revisit it quarterly. Yes. Um, we can talk once a year and go through it. Right. Yes. So I think making it what's relevant to the client, what's relevant to the, and how does that align with the advisor's practice? Mm -hmm. um, I think that's, that's an important piece. Great. You know, Jeremy, what is one step that anybody listening now can take towards building a financial plan? So again, I think we spent a lot of time talking about goals, but I think it's starting to flesh out exactly what, what it is you want to accomplish, what's important to you. And then the second step is who's going to help you along the way. Is this something that you're going to trek alone? Uh, and are you comfortable doing that or whether the resources necessary to be able to do that? Or do you want to start to seek out help from an advisor and, and start to, and I recommend interviewing several advisors mm -hmm. to see who you're comfortable with, who has mm -hmm. the knowledge uh, and be able to, are they delivering the service, ex the exact service that you're looking for? So I think starting to do some research as far as you know, what advisor could help you achieve those goals, I think is a really critical, important step. Great. So thinking about your goals, right? Coming to the table, at least with knowing a direction that you want to go in. So thinking about those goals and what you want to accomplish and then seeking out a partner an accountability buddy right. and advisor to help work with you to get you to that place where you want to be. Exactly right. That's great. Jeremy, this was absolutely amazing. I am so grateful for all the information. This was such a fun conversation and you really taught me and I hope everybody listening a ton about how to, how to get their planning um, on track. So thank you so much for being here. You're very welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for listening to Master Your Money. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Every little bit helps. You can also follow us on our Instagram at Barnum Financial Group. If you're interested in connecting or working with a financial advisor at the Barnum Financial Group, the links are in the show notes of this episode. All opinions expressed by the program participants are solely their current opinions and do not reflect the opinions their respective parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the program participants are affiliated. Investments or strategies mentioned in this program may not be suitable for you, and you should make your own independent decision regarding them. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You should strongly consider seeking advice from your own investment advisor. Securities and investment advisory services offered through qualified registered representatives of MML Investor Services, LLC. Member SIPC, 6 Corporate Drive, Shelton, Connecticut, 06484, telephone number 203-513-6000.